everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we're starting with a challenge. Can a genealogy, a long list of dead people's names, really deepen our relationship with the Lord and get us excited about reading His Word? But because it's our first day, I want to pause and take a moment to make sure we're all on the same page. Normally, we'll jump right into the text, but today, everybody's new. And this year, we'll be reading through the New Testament together, one chapter a day, Monday through Friday, which is awesome because if you happen to fall behind, you've got the weekends to catch up. And today, we read Matthew chapter 1, where we saw God is at work, even when we can't see it. Now, if you're anything like me and you've tried to do a Bible reading plan before, like a Bible in a year kind of thing, there are always those passages where it gets really, really, really hard. Typically, they're marked by one of two things, names or numbers, maybe even both. And today, we're starting with a lot of names, which might seem unfortunate, but it's actually super cool. And trust me, I get it. Hardly anybody finds reading through a long list of names refreshing or thinks that's the perfect start to the year. But that's okay, because we're in it together. And if you happen to be one of the few who's pretty familiar with genealogies, hang with me, because I bet God's got something for you, too. Matthew 1 starts with a really important key verse. It's literally the key to understanding why the book starts with three incredibly long paragraphs of crazy names. It says, The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. To put it plainly, that first verse is telling us we're reading God's story, but we're starting in the middle. Matthew originally wrote this book to the Jews, who were very familiar with the first half of the story, the Old Testament. And it's kind of like this. If you're into pop culture and heard the name Kardashian, you could probably tell me all the kids' names. Or if I mentioned the Bush family, depending on how old you are, you could probably talk about three different generations. We know celebrity families like the Jews knew the people listed in Matthew 1. But here's the deal. Just because we're less familiar doesn't mean we have to miss out. Whenever I read a genealogy, the first thing I do is see if I recognize any names. And if I do, I circle each one and ask, what do I know about this person? So like me, you probably recognized the name David from the story of David and Goliath. But in 2 Samuel 7, God, back then, he made some pretty big promises to David. That's the Davidic covenant. And God promised David several things, but one, in the context of Matthew 1, stands out. God promised David that one day, sometime after David's life had ended, he'd raise up someone from David's line who will rule, and his kingdom will be established forever. Forever. And at the time of Christ's birth, the Jews had been waiting and longing for this promised king for generations. Now, I also circled Abraham. We know that God chose Abraham back in the book of Genesis, and God also made some promises to Abraham. God told Abraham that he and his family would be a blessing to all nations, that through his family, both Jews and Gentiles would be blessed. But at the time of Christ's birth, the Jews had been facing isolation and opposition for generations. The world desperately needed a reminder that God's kingdom is diverse and that he is the father of people from every nation, tribe, and tongue. And here's the thing. When we only look at the big hitter names, we get this picture that Jesus comes from this rock star family tree. Now, don't get me wrong. Abraham and David, they had their low moments. But overall, 
we've got a good impression of them. And while there are some solid people in the family tree, there are also some people you probably wouldn't expect Jesus to be related to. Like Rahab. She wasn't a Jew and she was a prostitute. Now, if you're pretty familiar with the story of scripture, it's worth making one crucial observation here. This is the only place in the whole Bible where Rahab isn't referred to as a prostitute. Normally, she's Rahab, the prostitute. But in Matthew 1, she's just Rahab, Jesus's great-great-great-grandmother. Think about it. The whole Old Testament, it's leading up to the birth of a king who would save the people from their sins, wipe their slates clean. And this king, he wasn't just coming for the Jews. He was coming for the Gentiles, not, not simply the biological descendants of Abraham or David, but to also save the Gentiles, the the Rahabs of the world who choose to believe that God's promises are true. Generations waited for God to come through on his promises. They suffered and longed for a righteous king and this so-called blessing. No doubt, they probably wished Jesus would have come sooner. Yet, God ultimately kept his promise, and he did it in his own perfect way and in his own perfect time. Have you ever found yourself questioning the promises of God? Like, You've heard someone quote a Bible verse about God giving peace or comfort or joy, but your experience is more so marked by anxiety, pain, or sadness. Does God really keep his promises? You guys, this past year of my life, it was filled with heartbreak and disappointments, and I often found myself asking God why, but reminding myself that God has proven himself to be a promise keeper and leaning into this truth has it's ultimately strengthened my relationship with him. I didn't realize it when I was in the hardest moments, but now I see that God has been leading me to trust him as the promise keeper, even when it feels like I've been waiting for way too long. This brief list of names in Matthew 1 tells us something very important. Just because God hasn't fulfilled a promise doesn't mean he never will. In fact, God always keeps his promises, even if we have to wait a very, very, very long time. Hang in there, friends. God always keeps his promises, and I'm so glad we're on this journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.